Good morning, friends. Welcome and welcome back to uh, Seminary Chapel here at Eastern Mennonite. A special welcome to those of y'all joining us uh, digitally and a special uh, welcome and a welcome back to uh, Dr. Nakavi, who y'all will be hearing from in a few short moments. Um, Is there anything anyone needs to, uh, to share before we dive right in? All right, well, let's uh, first prepare ourselves with a a deep breath in together and a breath out. And let's join together in our gathering prayer. It'll be on the screens around you, and it comes to us this morning from our friends in the uh, Sufi tradition. Send your peace, O God, which is perfect and everlasting, that our souls may radiate peace. Send your peace, O God, that we may think, act, and speak harmoniously. Send your peace, O God, that we may depend and thankful for your bountiful gifts. Send your peace, O God, that amidst our worldly strife we may enjoy your bliss. Send your peace, O Lord, that we may endure all, tolerate all, in the thought of your grace and mercy. Send your peace, O Lord, that our lives may become a divine vision, and in your light all darkness may vanish. Send your peace, O Lord, our Father and Mother, that we, your children on earth, may unite in one family. Amen. I invite you now to stand in body or spirit, however you are feeling led and comfortable this morning. Um, our, our, uh, our first hymn comes from the, the prayers of uh, St. Francis.
It's uh, my distinct honor to introduce our uh, guest this morning, who uh, will be uh, with us in uh, chapel this morning, and then uh, for about a day and a half of lots of uh, uh, good activities and conversations. Um, Sheikh Dr. Rasul Nakavi is the founding president of Mufid Academy Seminary. He holds a PhD from Georgetown University, uh, from the Department of Arabic and Islamic Studies, and a second PhD from the Islamic Seminary of Qom in Iran, uh, where he studied and taught Islamic law, legal theory, and logic for 16 years. Uh, Dr. Nakavi has also uh, a Master of Arts in Conflict Transformation from the Center for Justice and Peacebuilding here at EMU. He finished that in 2013 and has been an active um, uh, leader in inter- and intrafaith dialogue. Um, following the historic meeting between Pope Francis and Ayatollah Sistani in Iraq, Dr. Nakavi orchestrated a series of interfaith initiatives uh, facilitating dialogue and collaboration between representatives of Ayatollah Sistani and Pope Francis here in the United States. I've had the pleasure of having several conversations with Rasul over Zoom as we prepared for his visit, and I experience him as having a gentle and generous spirit and I'm looking forward to his uh, talk in chapel this morning and the opportunity to spend some time with him over the next couple of days. Welcome. Welcome everybody, Salaamu Alaikum. I'm going to start by recitation of few verses from Quran, which is going to be the topic of our discussion today. And uh, we're gonna talk about around this verse. As you already are informed, the topic is stop loving others exploring the relationship between self-love and love for others. First of all, of course, I want to thank everybody who was involved in this uh, process. I think me and, and Daniel, we were talking about like more than several months now since we planned this trip. You, Trina, everybody from the um, Center for Interface Engagement and uh, School of Theology and everybody who was involved. Thank you so much. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem Bismillahir rahmanir rahim وَلَقَدْ كَتَبْنَا فِي الزَّبُورِ مِنْ بَعْضِ الذِّكْرِ أَنَّ الْأَرْضَ يَرِثُهَا عِبَادِيَ الصَّالِحُونَ 
في هذا لبلاغا لقوم عابدين وما أرسلناك إلا رحمة للعالمين ولقد كتبنا في الزبور من بعد الذكر الأرض يرثها عبادي الصالحون إن في هذا لبلاغا لقوم عابدين وما أرسلنا إلا رحمة للعالمين صدق الله العلي العظيم And we have already written in the book of Palms after the previous mention that the land of paradise is inherited by my righteous servants. Indeed, in this book is notification for a worshipping people and we have not sent you, O Muhammad, except for one thing. And we have not sent you, O Muhammad, except for one thing, to be a mercy for the world. Chapter 5, verse 107. After 16 years of studies in the seminary of Qom in Iran, for the first time I came to EMU to study and live, to study and live in a totally different culture. It was for the first time that I had to live and contemplate what is the meaning of others. What does it mean to love others? Who are others? Others as a concept. We may define others as people who do not share the values that we have. We may also define this concept of people who live in a different country or people who have different religion or people who simply look different than us. People who wear different dress, people who have different skin, people who have different lifestyle. But the problem is that no matter how we define others, we have to live. We have to live with them. And it is then that problems are created. 
And we human being, we start solving those problems by bringing a lot of different principles. So for example, we bring this principle of respecting others or this global ethical principle that all religions embrace, which is treat others the way that you want to be treated yourself. But is this true? Is there another way of solving the same problem? Or can we even imagine not having this problem from day one, can we even imagine erasing the question of having others? That question, the question of whether others is a real thing or is a construction of our mind and it's totally fake, If we start contemplating on the question of whether the concept of others as a concept, is it just a construction of our mind and does not exist in reality? And actually, if you're looking, some of the scriptures and some of the mystical traditions in different religions, <clears throat> you will find a lot of support and a lot of evidence that the whole concept of others is fake, is a creation of our mind for other purposes. Let me give you an example. I think this example will elaborate what I mean and how in our mind somehow we created others and somehow somewhere in our life we stopped expanding the definition of ourself. So think about a child who is just learning the concept of ownership or position. Probably a couple of months or a couple of years old and he and she are learning the concept of ownership. At the beginning she is not sharing her toy with her brother or sister. Eventually, what happens is that she learns that, well, my brother is not other. My siblings are not others. She starts to expand herself to embrace the existence of brother and sister as part of her own identity. So what's happening here at that moment is that she's expanding herself to include family members as part of herself. From now on, family members are not others. She's realizing that that was a wrong definition of her own identity. She grows and goes to the neighborhood to play. Eventually, 
she learns that, well, if somebody is going to attack my neighbors, I am going to, def I'm going to defend them because they are part of myself. They are me. It's part of my own identity. She is expanding her identity and the definition of herself to include her neighbors. She goes to the church. She goes to the mosque. She goes to the synagogue. She goes to wherever community that she has and starts building relationship and expanding herself to include not only the family members, not only the neighbors, but whoever embraces that community as Muslims, as Christians, as Jews, as followers of any other religion or community. She grows more and expands herself more. From family to neighbors to church to village. But at some point, we stop. At some point, we stop to expand ourselves. We stop to expand and include the people who live in another country as part of ourselves. Or not even people, but also other beings, animals. Not, also, not only living animals, but also trees, ocean, our environment. So, the creation of the concept of others starts when you limit your own identity. When you are not able to expand yourself, the concept of others is created because you failed to expand yourself. Because you created limits for your own identity. Otherness starts when you fail to expand your own existence, your own identity. There is a prayer by David in Quran which says, Wazidni alman. Oh God, expand me through knowledge. It's not saying, it's expanding me, which I think the whole idea and the whole philosophy of learning is this, is expanding yourself to include things that were not part of you. That's the whole philosophy of learning, expanding yourself. But as I said, at some point, we learn to stop. And that's where we fail. That's where the concept of others is created. The concept of seeing yourself as part of one reality does not stop here. In Islamic mysticism, the highest status of spirituality is 
to achieve oneness by the with the entire creation, with the entire cosmos, to be one with everything, to not see the differences that you see, right? They call it fana. The verse that I said at the beginning is telling that what was the reason for the prophecy of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, peace be upon him, and all other messengers of God. He says, the only reason that we sent you, the only reason that we sent you is to be a mercy for whom? For family members, for the people of your country, for the people who follow your religion, for the humanity. No, much more than that. For the world, for the entire cosmos. That's the whole purpose of prophecy. That's the reason that he comes, like any other prophets, like any other messengers of God. Let me finish our discussion today by reciting again the verse that I started, the verse that tells us to be rahmah and mercy by including others as part of yourself. Trying not to fail, expanding your own identity. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem وَلَقَدْ كَتَبْنَا فِي الزَّبُورِ مِنْ بَعْدِ الذِّكْرِ أَنَّ الْأَرْضَ يَرِثُهَا عِبَادِيَ الصَّالِحُونَ إِنَّ فِي هَذَا لَبَلَاغًا لِقَوْمٍ عَابِدِينَ وما أرسلناك إلا رحمة للعالمين. Indeed, we have not sent you except for one reason: to be a mercy to the entire world. Thank you so much. Okay, so I will stop here and then I want to see if anyone has examples of their own tradition from verses to stories which in our mystical tradition tells us that the idea of creation 
and the idea of knowledge is to expand yourself to the point that otherness does not exist. I feel that we are compromising when we are saying, okay, others exist, now let's respect them. But before compromising, there is another level that this whole creation is a construction of our mind. It's fake. As I said, in the Islamic tradition, the idea of fana, the idea of knowledge, and many other evidences and many other stories tells us that somewhere at some point we have compromised. And that's where the otherness started. So anybody wants to share, anybody wants to um, say a part of the scripture or part of their own tradition that kind of, I believe, it's not something that you can find it in the Islamic tradition. The idea of fana even is found in Buddhism, that the whole idea of the whole philosophy and, and the journey of a person who starts his spiritual journey is to become one. Um, there are many examples in the Islamic tradition that I will uh, mention, uh, but I want to have some of you share, <clears throat> and then I, I, I continue sharing. Um, there's the obvious one. Jesus would ask, um, who is my neighbor? Yeah, the, uh, the, the phrase is ambiguous, right? It can be taken either way. But I, I agree with you very much that the way we are to do that, even when faced with uh, what most would be considered an enemy, uh, is to consider our enemy as ourself, as something within us. Um, and that that... Uh, strikes the most resonant chord as the possibility of striking the most resonant chord in them and invoking in them the same response. Thank you. I think about the creation story in Genesis and um, how fundamentally there's this notion of, of the world is kind of called forth into God's peace. Um, and the principal point of kind of differentiation and violence comes with alienation. Human beings are alienated from the ground. They are the Adama, the, the earth being, the soil being, and they are there to 
participate and till and guard the ground, and um, they are alienated from it in the process of self-assertion um, in certain ways. And we see this with Cain. Cain's blood cries out from the, from the ground so that they become alienated. And so there is this sense that right in the, the foundation of the creation story is this notion of alienation from the creation around us and um, from one another from, so that throughout uh, Christian and Jewish tradition, um, and you can speak to uh, Islamic tradition as well, that Cain becomes the foundational, well, murderer, but the one who um, represents the, the, represents the alienation and destruction of the other through the question, who is, or, am I my brother's keeper? When the answer is yes, we all, we belong to one another. Um, but that question itself represents that alienation. And the goal is to, <laughs> the goal is to put it all back together again, I guess. Right, Humpty, can we put Humpty Dumpty back together again? I guess is the question. And so that's the trajectory, I think, that in the journey that is set up at the beginning. There's a theological concept in Eastern Orthodox Christian uh, tradition called theosis, and it's often thought of as the purpose of life is to become one with God. Um, and I don't know if it would match up with Fana, but that's, that concept is what I thought about. That was what I was going to say, too. <laughs> but uh, from the perspective of the... Right. Uh, from uh, the, the saying of the Apostle Paul, that it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the logical conclusion is that many people are saying that and we inherently have the same soul. So this idea of becoming one with God... I think that was God's intention all along from the beginning. And what happened was we decided to go a pathway of self-ascension and that then um, began to create the other. I want to reflect the same thing from Islamic traditions. God says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Inni ja'alun fil ardi khalifa. That's when he told the angels, the same I think the story in the Christian, in the Bible, and the Old Testament, Inni ja'alun fil ardi khalifa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, God, he wants to say, I want to make a representative of me on earth. That means we are represents God as individuals. And I think the brothers, this, that's what probably they meant by that. So we have that too. A Khalifa is, what do you call it, a, a representative of God here. So we as individuals are representative of God from any tradition or any faith. And that's the ayah, maybe the Sheikh can reflect on that more. If it's inter intersects or interact with the concept of fanat. Exactly. Yes, yes. 
does? It, it does. Um, I will continue right, if there is. I think we have one more here, and then I will. I will continue on, on explaining more about it. So yes, let me let me continue by giving two more examples and then uh, we conclude. Um, the, when this story starts, um, there are many different parts of Islamic mysticism that try to explain this oneness. What do we mean? If there is real oneness, so how about God? If God is everywhere and in everything, so then what is this? What is we? What is this? What is this? What is everything that we see? What are the differences that we see? So, and this became a huge discussion in the Islamic tradition, and a lot of different theologians and mystics started explaining by giving many different examples of how would you differentiate if there is no others? And the examples that they give, um, I just mentioned two of these examples, which very beautifully captures both the differences, but also the oneness that we have all among us. The examples that they give is, they say, imagine the ocean. And think that water is the whole existence, like the absolute existence with no limit, right? Which is just the concept of existence with no limit. And so what are the differences then? The differences are the waves. As the waves come in the ocean, your sitting at, at the beach and you, you see all of these different waves. Some of them are bigger, some of them are smaller, some of them are thinner, some of them are faster, some of them are stronger, some of them are, are have a lot of bubbles in them, some of them don't have a lot of air in them. All of these differences that you see are the differences that we see in this universe. But at the same time, it's the same thing. The wave is the water. And you cannot separate them. So that's how they bring this multiplicity and the oneness together. Mentioning that the oneness is the real thing and the otherness or multiplicity is just a fake conception of our mind. It does exist, but that existence is comparing to the existence of water itself is like the difference is not mentionable, right? That's one example that they give. Another example, which it makes it easier for us to understand uh, the others and the same identity that all share, is, is the example that they give as sun. And I'm looking at this, right? <laughs> From the beginning, I was thinking this is sun. No, that's the sun. I can't see it very well from here. And so, so the the light that comes here on your hand, it's different and it's the same. 
So that's how they say, okay, the entire existence is this is the sun. But how would you be able to differentiate the sun from the area which comes to your grid? This one is different, this one is closer, the other one is more strong, the other one is not as strong. But all goes back to the same thing. These are all different examples that they give just to tell us that the artifice that we have created is a fake concept to be able to communicate with each other. It's not a reality so you can build things and build animosity based on those differences, based on where you live, based on what are your values, based on what is your religion, based on gender, based on and I don't know what country you live in, and all of these otherness labels that we have is just the construction of our mind. Probably to be able to talk, because without these labels, it's a little bit difficult to tell a story and talk. But it was not more than, a, than, than, than making it easy to talk. It, was not, it never was meant to be more than this. But we took it to the point of killing one another because of creating this otherness. Let's pray that one day, inshallah, not very late, we'll have no war. We'll have, we'll come to the point that at least human beings in the 21st century do not kill one another based on the Thank you. As we can continue to marinate over everything that has been shared, we have the opportunity to sing in three beautiful languages. Uh, the words will appear on the screens around you, or if you're using the, the hymnal, it's on page 707. I invite you to stand in body or spirit, however you are feeling led and comfortable now, and let us sing together.
in Hebrew now, friends. with a prayer a pro, uh, attributed to the prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. O God, you are peace. From you comes peace. To you returns peace. Revive us with a salutation of peace and lead us to your abode of peace. Amen. Uh, friends, as you go on your way, may we leave with everything we need to do the hard work of loving ourselves and loving ourselves like God loves us. Amen. <laughs>